The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded February 22nd, 2024. Enjoy! Welcome to the March edition of Life in the Tax Lane. It is here, you guys, ready to rock and roll. Totally. Or just continue on. <laughs> well, here comes that personal tax season again. Uh, same every year, but different every year. Joe, what do we have to watch out for this year that may have changed? Oh, that's right, Hugh. Uh, CRA did a release where they listed a number of new things for this year. I'm just going to mention a couple of them. That first thing, that climate action incentive payment's got a new name, the Canada Carbon uh, Rebate. So not a lot there that we need to really know about other than a name change. Also, that first home savings account, we're going to get T4 FHSAs this year, which will record our contributions to it, our withdrawals from it. And also, whether we've opened it or not, and even if you haven't contributed to it, you still need to fill out something on Schedule 15 to let them know so that we can start building up that $8,000 contribution room. Don't forget, too, we've got that new residential property flipping and assignment sale rule this year. So we're going to need to know if we have owned it at one of these properties for less than 365 days before we sold it. Special treatment, business income there. And then also, um, if there's a reason why we sold it that was one of the good special reasons that may avoid us having to uh, include it as business income. And a whole extra page has been added to Schedule 3 for us to document these specific items. <laughs> Oh, you know what? There is one other. Uh, there is one other thing that I wanted to mention too. <laughs> Check refunds. Um, when you file a return and you're expecting a refund, you haven't signed up for a direct deposit. Um, just note that this year your T1 notice of assessment is going to come separately than the check. So there's some of the major things to mention. Anything else, Joe? <laughs> no, I think that's good for now. I wonder how confused people are going to get when the check accidentally shows up before the reassessment in the mail. I don't actually know that they've processed it. I just get a surprise check. Uh, Joel, that new page on Schedule 3 suggests to me that if we're saying we're an exception to the one-year hold rule, we're probably going to get asked some questions by CRA. Mm. Otherwise, why gather all that data? One of the other changes we've had a lot of questions on has been, what about all of us who've been working from home? We had special rules throughout the pandemic, special simplified forms for the employer to sign off on certifications and the employee to claim deductions. Well, guess what? That's all over now. And we're back to all the old rules. That also means no more just multiply the number of days you work from home by two bucks and deduct an amount. The temporary flat rate is gone. I got to follow the detailed method, receipts for all my expenses, how much square footage, how much time, apportion everything across. And I need to be required to incur expenses under my contract of employment. What does that mean? Well, CRA has given us some good intel on their position on that. They've said, it's required under your contract of employment, even if you and your employer have just sat down and verbally hammered out an arrangement where you're going to work from home. But you got to be working, in most cases, primarily from home. We may interpret that to mean more than half your work hours for a period of at least four consecutive weeks are at home. So if the arrangement changes, your ability to claim deductions may change as well. CRA's put a lot of detail on their website and some nice examples of different contracts and arrangements. So 
that's worth a look-see if you're concerned about your own situation. Mm -hmm. Another area that we're going to be looking at when we're doing our personal tax returns, particularly for our businesses out there, is when we acquire those capital assets, there's still lots of first-year CCA incentive claims we can be making. So we're really motivated to maximize those CCA deductions to really bring down our personal tax liability. But sometimes we claim more than maybe we wanted to. So the question that was asked by CRA is if we did that previously in, in several years back, you know, can we ask them to retroactively reduce those CCA claims that we've previously made? And a few years back, we had a federal court of appeal case saying no, uh, CRA is not required to retroactively reduce those CCA claims. This year, CRA has said, okay, even in light of that FCA decision, want everyone to know our existing policy still remains the same if your request does not reduce the tax payable in that particular year and any other years. Yes, we'll generally allow that adjustment. However, we are on high alert as to whether that adjustment would be indicative of retroactive tax planning. So they're more sensitive to these claims. Suffice it to say, now when I'm claiming CCA, I need to really be careful to only claim what I want because I think asking for those retroactive adjustments moving forward into the future is going to be more difficult. Kate, okay, those retroactive adjustments were hard enough because I can't change my taxes. Yeah. So for most individuals, they're taxable every year anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, the other thing I'd be watching out for too is people who have bought an asset this year get a big write-off and next year they're going to sell it and they're going to have a big recapture income inclusion. Maybe they're thinking about going back and changing it the previous year. Well, you could run into some problems with this uh, policy mm -hmm. from CRA. Mm -hmm. One other thing though that I wanted to mention has to do with GST, HST, and now we have to file everything electronically or penalties will come or could come. Now, CRA has said that they're going to give a little bit of relief for the first few months in respect of uh, quarterly or monthly filers, um, but that is it. So let's make sure we're doing everything electronically. Mm -hmm. Joe, I think the people who are really going to get caught off guard on this are the annual filers, the real small GST folks that have not been used to filing electronically because they don't have an issue until they file 2024 in early 2025. This is going to have faded by then. Uh, well, one other electronic issue with CRA that I heard a lot of complaints about is their multi-factor authentication systems. I either have to get a text message or a voice phone call or their bingo card passcode grid. Why can't they do what a lot of other organizations do and use those third-party authenticator apps you can download to your phone? Well, I don't know why CRA didn't sound the trumpets because they did what people ask, but they haven't publicized it very much. You can now go into your My Account Access. You can't go into any of the other portals to do this because you got to go to your personal profile in My Account. Go to the overview page, go to your profile, go to the multi-factor authentication section on the bottom right of your profile and you can set up whatever authenticator app you already have on your phone. Mm -hmm. They'll give you the QR code to scan. Uh, this doesn't remove your other login options, so you can have a backup plan, which CRA highly recommends. And uh, the only problem is they haven't told us which apps will work. I haven't heard of any failing yet, but 
if you got your favorite, maybe give it a try and see if you can get it set up. Definitely a nice development there. One other thing that the CRA talked about this year is maybe where we have a personal tax return that we are doing for a taxpayer who had made contributions into maybe some cryptocurrency platform. And unfortunately, they were the victim of fraud, theft, and they want to claim a loss in respect of that theft. Unfortunately, they can't get access to their information from the platform for one of several reasons. Maybe the platform has gone bankrupt or basically just doesn't have that information online. So how do you substantiate your claim? CRA number one says, as the taxpayer, it's your responsibility for having regular record keeping with respect to your transactions and your filings. But number two, if you can't get the details from the source, from the platform, from whatever you're looking at, look outside, let's get creative. And in a technical interpretation, they provide several ideas. Uh, maybe if you're looking at some type of fraud, theft, bankruptcy, maybe there's some media articles talking about that. Uh, maybe you have documents you have signed um, with respect to setting that account up with the platform. Maybe you have transaction uh, support of, you know, transacting and, and transferring funds into the account. Maybe you're a business and you have previously filed returns in respect of the holdings in those accounts. And you could substantiate that you had assets in there, but you have never disposed of them. You've never claimed losses in respect of those assets. So lots of interesting factors to look at where you struggle to get supporting information for losses in respect of frauds, thefts, and other issues. Thanks, Caitlin. And one final item to talk about here, first home savings account. Can you make a withdrawal to fund the construction of your house? Maybe you're a little bit more hands-on and you've got a contractor who's running everything, or maybe you do a little piece of it, but you have a bunch of subcontractors doing it. Will that count? And the answer is possibly, as long as we've got these written agreements in place and as long as sufficiently significant work is being done by these other parties, yes, we, we can do it. Now, one of the other cautions here is that you cannot have acquired uh, uh, the, the home cannot have been acquired more than 30 days before the withdrawal is made. So when was it acquired? CRA's opinion on that is that it is the point at which it becomes habitable. That's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for joining us. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian accounting professionals with practical tax information for over 40 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and pre-recorded seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more information, go to videotax.com. The preceding information is for general information purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts or circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more information, go to videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2024. All rights reserved.